plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi, welcome back to the Selling with Love podcast. What we're going to discuss today is how you can craft the perfect sales pitch for yourself. Now, this could be used in an environment of a stage, a webinar, or whatever platform you've been given to actually make a full sales pitch slash presentation. And we're going to go through some of the key steps that you can actually go through to allow you to craft one of the most effective ways of selling. And at the end, I'll do my best to demonstrate how this can all fit together in an example. So, It'll be divided into three parts because there's different phases of the sales pitch. And you'll see that if you follow step by step, by having the answer to each of these points, you're going to be so much more effective in making those sales happen. So let's get started with part one, preparation. Now, this is what would happen before you actually make any type of sales pitch. And there's two key activities I want to highlight here. If you're going to be going out there selling a product or service or promoting yourself, there is two key activities you should have before you even go out there and make the pitch. The number one is know your client. Now, if you're a fan of the Selling with Love methodology, I would be speaking about love your client or love the impact, which are the first two loves in selling with love. As such, you want to be understanding what is the problem you actually solve for the people you're looking to serve and who are these people you're trying to serve. Doing your research, getting into conversation, going into forums, understanding how the problem you're trying to solve actually impacts people. For example, if you were going to be doing sales training such as myself, and I would pick, say, struggling coaches that don't get to make their first sales, I would start looking as to, well, what are the other products that they're buying? Where are they hanging out? Can I speak to them? What are their common challenges? What are the biggest blocks that they're facing? What does their reality look like? And the more you get to understand these clients you're looking to serve, the better and more effective you are going to be at creating an offer and making a pitch that is going to be relevant for them. And of course, guess what is the step that gets overlooked the most whenever it comes to making sales? It is doing the research. So it'll be said again, And in other content, you're probably going to be hearing the same thing, whether it's from me or other people that are teaching you about business and sales, know your client, research your audience. The better you understand them, the better you're going to be at doing the next step in your process, which is crafting an irresistible offer. The offer that you've put together, does it actually solve the problems for the people you're trying to serve? Because you could have the most glorious sales pitch in the world, but if you're making the wrong offer you're still not going to make any sales because they can like you, they can be excited about your sales pitch, but the way that you've packaged it might not be made in a way that's actually any type of compelling offer. So if you want to go deeper into this, I do have an interview with Alex Hormozzi. He wrote a book called $100 Million Offers. It's a great framework for you to actually go and craft an irresistible offer that speaks about how do you minimize risk? How do you maximize the upside? How do you make sure that the decision making has as little roadblocks as possible? And the offer is just structured in a way that it is a no brainer. In the Selling with Love framework, we talk about love the product. This is really where you start putting together what is the kind of product that perfectly solves the problems for the kinds of clients that you're trying to solve. So you really have to have some crafted offer that's going to hit the nail on the heads. So look at it. 
Look at what you're offering. If you're saying, oh, I'm offering, you know, they get to have conversations twice a week. Does that even match what your clients potentially want to have? Maybe they only want to have a conversation once a month. Have you had a chance to speak to potential buyers? Have you spoken to your existing clients to see what is the cadence they would like to have? Or does the product have all the features that really solve their problems? Maybe there's some key features that you're excited about, but doesn't resonate with the client. So make sure you have that awareness. And these are the two critical things you need to start with. If you're going to be going out there to make the perfect sales pitch is the phase one, your preparation is you understand the client and you have an offer that's truly there to solve their problem and is just an easy decision for them to move forward. Which brings us to the second phase of the perfect pitch. Okay, the actual structure of the pitch. So the first thing is if you're going to be doing a pitch, you should have a very strong opening. This can be a bold statement. This can be statistics. If you've ever watched a show like Shark Tank, you'll see that that opening actually makes sure to get people's interest. There's so much noise out there and there's so much different ways that people get targeted to solve their problems in various ways. So what can you do to wake people up and be a little different and get people to go, oh, this is maybe important for me. Now, to come up with some of the more powerful ways to open is actually after you've done your research with who is this client, you should have an awareness of what are their biggest pain points. And if you can start with something that really helps them understand that what you're about to say is directly relevant to them, this is going to be a powerful pitch. Again, choosing that target market, being as specific as possible, and perhaps having a type of statistics that is relevant to them that makes them go, whoa, maybe I should pay attention, is one of the very powerful ways to open. The second part is you really want to be able to elaborate with powerful storytelling. I speak a lot about storytelling, but if you can create this emotional engagement with the audience about why this is so important for them to pay attention, again, takes them out of their mind. Interestingly, the perfect pitch wouldn't start with you listing a bunch of features for your product. No, it's actually creating a story that, again, shows that you understand them and their problem will make them realize that if they're taking the time to understand me, perhaps they know a thing or two about how to actually solve my problem. So bring in a story after you've started strong. And from there, you're going to want to speak about how you can show, not tell. See, if you can show, and again, if you'd have visual aids, presentations, showing the difference, the before and after, very powerful thing you can include in your pitch. If you're simply going into a verbal and you can do demonstrations, again, that's going to be one of the most powerful things you can do. And Again, if you can show the statistics of how it actually makes an impact, it's going to be much more powerful than if you just go out and tell it. That's a bit of a bonus. If you have the visual aids, of course, see what you can use to support yourself there. But that's going to be a very powerful thing. The next step is be ready to handle every objection you can anticipate before they're even brought up. See, if you can handle an objection even before it comes up, it is so much more likely that it will not be an issue because it shows that you're prepared. So what are the common objections people would have? And can you have an answer ready for the most common ones that would come up? If you can be prepared, and maybe at the beginning you don't know, but as you've had a couple of these conversations with potential clients, you can ask questions such as, what are the things that would stop you from making a decision right now? And that's usually going to be something that allows you to extract the common objections. Once you have a few of these key ones coming up repeatedly, you might want to have a way to handle each and every one of them within your presentation. 
The next thing is if you can include a ton of social proof, testimonials, testimonials. Oh my God. I remember when I was working within Mind Valley and we'd have sales pages, which are pretty much a written sales pitch on a website. They would triple the number of testimonials on a particular page and it would massively increase the number of conversions. Story after story after story of more people is going to make a big difference. And you can see if you've noticed very popular infomercials, right? These are campaigns that they have spent millions to put in front of others because they work and they convert. There's so much you can learn on the way that they structure that and they have perfected their formula. There's always going to be people talking about their transformations with it. Now, the more stories you can gather, the more social proof you can provide, the more effective this is going to be in your perfect sales pitch. Gather those case studies. It'll build your confidence and it'll make it so that you can communicate a more perfect sales pitch in the process. And then you want to add a level of scarcity. Now, this one is always tricky, especially for people that really want to be as ethical as possible in the way that they make their sales. And I'm in support of that. But I would look for ways to design scarcity within your offer. And what I mean by that is, say you're offering a program that you can limit the number of people you can take into a single offer every single month, then at least you have some limits in capacity that makes it so that if people are actually incentivized to take action now. If you're trying to stay focused on getting work done and eating throughout the day is something you think about, have to decide, and you're not sure what to do, and you just wish an option was available where the right meal with all of the specifications you want be available to you, easy to make under two minutes, well, luckily for you, Factor is available where you have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie. And you can enjoy over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons to help you make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? You can get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking up for something fast that's upscale option done very easily. It's flexible on your schedule where you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep necessary. They're 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup necessary. Head to factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and use code sellingwithlove50 to get 50% off. That's code sellingwithlove50 at factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and you'll get 50% off. Not bad. You know, in markets such as like real estate where the house is gonna be on the market for only a limited amount of time and other people are maybe bidding on the same house, that scarcity is usually what is required to get people to move into action. We're much more comfortable not taking action. So scarcity can be built in by limited amount of uh, participants that can join at a certain time. Maybe your inventory is limited or perhaps you're running a promotional for a limited time due to a certain occasion. Of course, if you can give the reason why is always going to be much more powerful. For example, you could go along the lines of saying for the month of July, we've decided to offer our products at 20% off. So if you're looking to make action in solving this problem, that's why this is the time to do it because next month they're going to jump up in price again. And we're only going to take people during this time to make that action happen. Built-in scarcity is very real and you can design your sales cycles and offers to have that included because the moment you do, it's so gonna be more effective in you making those sales happen. We always need a little kick in the butt and the scarcity is definitely a powerful one. The close is gonna be your final step 
And when you come here, you should be clear with the offer that you've prepared and you're able to communicate what is that action you need somebody to take right now. And if you can make that so clear and so obvious and so risk-free and so valuable for them to take that action, that is when you can actually get them to either sign on a dotted line, put in a deposit, or make the commitment that is necessary from the medium that you're doing the presentation. And this is something that brings me to the third phase. So we started with preparation. The second phase is really the actual structure of a great pitch. And finally, the third phase is going to be the fact that for this to be perfect, well, newsflash, it won't be perfect. I'll modify the quote a little bit. Practice doesn't make perfect, but it definitely makes progress. And so the third phase is realizing that all of this can be improved. All of this will make progress when you go out there and practice. So your first pitch won't be perfect, but you'll be on one step closer to making it a little more perfect every single time that you do it. So what would this look like in practice? Well, since I started with an example of coaches that might be struggling from making sales, I'm going to go ahead and make an example of what this pitch could look like since I've sold products to this avatar in the past. I would start strong, tell a story, show not tell, handle objections, show social proof, scarcity, and close. Here we go. Oh, and I'm also going to be inventing some statistics here just to make it more impactful when you listen to this actual example that I'm coming up on the spot. Did you know that 95% of all people that go into coaching actually never pick up a single client? It actually breaks my heart when I hear this because I hear the story over and over again. I had Kimmy the other day that came to me and told me that she had been a coach for over four years. And what would be the routine? She would go into a class. They would talk to them about the opportunity of becoming a coach and making tons of money in the process and living a financially free life. Ditch that nine to five. That's what was being told. That was three years ago. And once she got certified in a specific methodology, she went out there and realized this is really difficult. I'm not prepared to put on the hat of a salesperson. I just want to coach and help the clients that have problems that I've had in the past, and I can help them break through those problems with less pain and suffering than I had when I overcome this trauma myself. But this whole selling thing is never something that was mentioned before. It gives me a lot of anxiety. And to be quite honest, I don't have enough experience to feel confident about going to strangers and telling them that they should buy from me. And so a pattern emerges. Once that happened, they'd make a decision that Maybe I just need to be certified in another methodology so then I'll feel more confident in the process of going out there and building my practice. And so thousands of dollars later, another modality and certification under our belt. Sure, we've learned some really cool tricks, but again, we don't have a single client. And it, it breaks my heart because now you've become a very qualified, underutilized person that really wants to make a positive impact in the world. And yet you cannot make those transactions happen. It feels terrifying. We feel underprepared. And that is so unfortunate. See, what I've realized is through the process of writing my book, I've came up with a methodology to help anybody with these types of sales blocks really overcome them by just understanding that, yes, we all have fears in sales. Yes, there are some negative salespeople out there, but we don't need to be one of them. Instead, we can actually decide to sell with love. And that means having love for the impact that we do, love for the clients that we serve, love for the product that we offer, and understanding that the process of selling is a beautiful process. It can be the language that you need to speak for people to understand the value you want to provide to them. You want to change the world, it will require you to sell. 
One of the loves I speak about is self-love. And if you want to build on that, be a lot more confident and feel competent in the way that you deliver your coaching, I invite you to jump into my program where I'm going to show you how to do this effectively. Now, you might be thinking that sales is not someone that you are and not something that you do, but I want to remind you that we are salespeople every single day, whether it's telling our children to do their homework or asking our friends to come out on a night out, we're always selling all the time. But how do we do this more effectively in a way that can generate revenue and money in your pocket is exactly what I want to show you. And you might be thinking that, no, no, I don't think sales training is what I need. Well, remember, if you've been certified before and you feel like another certification is what you need, I'm here to tell you that this is the thing that you need to do. It's the shadow you've been avoiding and it's the thing that we need to confront. And luckily, I can take your hand and we can do this together in a powerful community. You're not alone in this. It's something that I see repetitively. And when I look at my students that have went through a program such as the one that I want to bring forward to you, I've had Johnny here. He actually went ahead, joined the program, spent 30 days. And what was incredible is some of the things that we know so obvious to do in sales that brings revenue immediately was something they were completely oblivious to. And we're going to show you those exact same techniques that you might realize that thousands of dollars might just be around the corner if you just start applying the things that are done ethically, communicate beautifully, and can actually make a transaction start happening now. I also had Kim. And Kim, like I said, spent all this time not making a single sale. And luckily, when she's joined my program, I've had her do the habits that are necessary for her to speak to strangers consistently, overcome the blocks, overcome the mindset. And I'm so excited to know that now she has her first client so she can actually say she is a paid coach. So I invite you to join me on this program. It's called the Selling with Love Intervention. It's 30 days where we look at everything you need to be clear on, every habit you need to build upon, and everything you should know about having a business as a coach online that takes whatever you've been certified in, whatever modality you want to bring in the world, and have it structured in a way that you consistently get clients and you get paid what you're worth. If you want to go out there and be the expert, this is a skill we need to master. And luckily, in 30 days, this can be a fear that belongs in the past. So if you're looking to join me into this intervention program, I only take two clients per month. Why? Because I personally handhold the clients that I bring on board to really get the transformation that they need. So if you'd like to be one of the clients to want to get on the waiting list to join into this intervention program, then all you need to do is send me an email at jason at sellingwithlove.com And I'll show you what are the next steps for you to see if you qualify for the intervention program and if you get selected to be one of the two people inside the offer. I'm very excited to start working with you and I hope that you can stop being a coach that claims to be a coach without a single client and you can start being a paid coach who really is making the transformation in people's lives that you got into this business in the first place. And we'll do it together. In 30 days, it'll be done. So that would be an example of how I would use this structure. And so I'd be curious to know, would you like to have some feedback on how to structure your sales pitch? Would you want to see what would happen if I'd look into your business and start applying this structure to the way that you sell? I would love to hear from you. And I wanted to pick a few case studies to build a library of example pitches for various industries. If you want to be selected as one of the people that will participate in this program, well, I'll ask you to use the same email as I use in my pitch I just shared here. So jason at sellingwithlove.com. Send me an email with a subject line, 
hack my pitch. And as such, I'm going to go look at your sales pitch. I'm going to rewrite it so that it can be improved, focus a little more on the storytelling featured, and we'll see how we can help you improve your sales pitch in the process. I hope you found this useful. Of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, take the time, subscribe, leave a comment, and like this video so we can get this to much more people. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure to take the time to leave a review. It definitely helps the channel grow, reach more people as we try to build this army of people that are selling with love using the most ethical practices in the process. So please go out there and keep selling with love. And thanks for listening. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast.